Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Promotions. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary. It's all about. Hey, welcome back. It is 11:06. Don't uh, hesitate. If you want to call us, we'll be happy to take your call. 661-1037. I don't think we get enough calls. I think I'd like my theory is in my mind like people are so entertained or they're passive listening because they're work. But it may just be that they don't think we're going to take their call. I don't know what the deal is, but I, w- I want your calls. I want. Them. I mean, we we take calls when yeah. the people do call. Right. We don't just leave them on hold. No, there are a couple people we do, but you you actually will put them in eventually. If I if I don't like them and the way they call and the, like typically like they're not good, I won't name names. Name my uh, yeah. I make them wait. I'm gonna see how committed they are to their call. Yeah, but most people, I'm gonna pop you on as fast as I can. Uh-huh. Anyway, I just want to clarify I, that. Honestly, I think you intimidate some people because they're afraid you're, you'll get on them. That's weird because you're the mean one. Ah, I play it. I play it off. You do. You yeah. play it off well, but you are the mean one. I'm very tolerant of callers, much more so than I used to be. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that. I used to be really. Yeah, because you've gotten after some callers in in the past. Yeah, but it's not been a while, long time ago. Yeah, I mean, I used to be very smug. More, more very, smug. Very. Now I'm just smug. Yeah. No, I, I love it. I love the interaction. That's the organic part of the show that we don't plan for, and I like that part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way more interesting than talking to, you know, same old thing with us. I mean, I like extra voices. Anyway, 661-1037. That's long way to say that's the number. First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, you're also welcome to call that same number, 661-1037. That's a 501 area code. And Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. Let's see if we can get some folks through here. How are you feeling about uh, Razorback Baseball? What do you think is going to happen with the basketball team? How do you feel about Wes's shirt? Whatever you got. I don't care. It's just white. It is. It looks good. They can't see it, so it doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. But. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Yeah, Coach, last week you mentioned Dylan Carter had some soreness. Do you have an update on his status? Yeah, it's not good, so I'm going to leave it at it. It's, it's not good. Dylan Carter, not good. That's all Coach is going to give us. So we're going to guess we're not going to see Dylan Carter anytime soon. More pitching issues with uh, Arkansas. And, Wes, are you telling me we have breaking news that you're trying to tell me? Yeah. Well, okay. Um, go ahead. From Dylan Carter. To Razorback Nation, it is with a heavy heart that I announce my 2023 season has come to an end ah. due to a UCL tear. This season has been nothing short of amazing, and our team season isn't over yet. I will be the best teammate and supporter as we finish up the season and begin our run to Omaha, signed number 31. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. None of us are shocked, I don't think, unfortunately, but it is disappointing. Dylan was there last night and uh, cheering on the team, and I, I saw him, and I'd been hearing the news was bad, and I saw him, and I was like, that little glimmer of hope, like, like well, maybe they got another report, and there's a, you know, a chance, and they're like, no, they wanted to basically reward him and let him be there and travel to North Little Rock to see family and friends. Arkansas loses 8-6 to six last night to Lipscomb in 11 innings, so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like... Uh you could make the joke. It's like, well, yeah, they lost, but at least it took a long time. So, you know, that was unfortunate for those who, you know, get had to get hours. up early. But it was a, a great atmosphere. Over four hours of baseball last night. And Arkansas used nine pitchers. There were 20 walks in the game between the two teams and wasn't exactly ideal. There were a couple of good individual performances. We pointed those out earlier. Zach Morris, Austin Ledbetter, the local guys, with some good time on the mound yesterday. Good to see. 
Another close game, though, in North Little Rock, and almost all of them, there's maybe one or two exceptions max out of the dozen games that have been played there at North Little Rock, um, that were not close, and Coach Van Horn talked about it. Well, it's not our home park. It's a totally different park than ours. This is a huge ballpark, and it's a lot different feel, so it's really a neutral site. And, uh, you know, the fans are unbelievable here, though, but uh, it's always close. I don't think in the 12 years or whatever we've played here, I think we've lost, what, a couple times now? And say nine of the other ten have been super close. In one game, maybe we won by a lot. But it's just, you know, they asked me before the game started, you know, when I spoke to the group up there, I just said it'll be like always here. It's going to be a tight game. And it was. And he can say what he wants, and it is a neutral site officially, but that was a Razorback crowd. There were 9,400 people there, and there might have been – what am I doing? There might have been – 27 yeah. Lipscomb fans there, so mm-hmm. uh, it was a very Razorback-centric crowd for those who weren't there and obviously couldn't see it because, well, there was no television, although it was a good good job by Phil Elson, I'm sure, describing the action as well. Next up, Mississippi State. We just talked to Hagen Smith about that, and a great atmosphere expected over in Starkville as well. Um, softball's at Missouri for the final regular season series of the season. So softball about to go to the postseason, and, of course, that SEC tournament being hosted at Bogle, in Fayetteville, which is pretty awesome. You don't get to do that very often. And, uh, Wes, no surprise here, the SEC Freshman of the Week named yesterday. And Ham- Hannah Kamenzen was named the uh, SEC Freshman of the Week. It's the third time this season the lefty has earned the award. So kudos to her. Two appearances, two wins for her appearances against the top-rated Tennessee team. So kudos. It's like nine and two-thirds, nine and third innings against nine and Tennessee. Nine yep. One run given up. Did she not give up an extra base hit. Held them to a two twenty-two batting average. How about that? Very a freshman holding down the number three team in the country. And they win both games. She didn't get the win in one of the games, but, I mean, she was the reason why. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. Coach, our question of the day today, welcome by the way, is... um. You can't? Oh, I'm back on. Yeah, you're on. Well, you're on now. Yeah, I was on. Well, I know, but we, we like to get through the stuff before we... We like to officially introduce you before we start uh, chit-chatting with you. I plus, plus, you were late, you know, so otherwise I'd have probably gotten you off I know. I felt awful. Do you? Uh, no, I do. Well, the good news is you usually stay until 1, so it's fine. I know. Um, it's good to see you. Thank you. That's um, the thing you ever said to me. Just wait. I got a whole bunch more. By okay. the way, let me give you a heads up. First yeah. thing out of the gate. What the hell today? Phenomenal. Okay, get ready. Oh, buddy. I needed something on hump day here. It's going to be awesome. So I appreciate that. Our question of the day today is can you do the TikTok challenges going around right now? Have you seen it? No. You grab one leg with your hand on the same side. I already tell you I'm going to struggle. You lean over. I know I have a hard time. That's the hardest part of it for me. You lean over with your other hand and touch the ground, Mm -hmm. stand back up, and then you bend down with your knee and touch this knee that you're holding on that leg to the ground and stand back up. Touch the ground. Touch the, first the time. ground and stand back up. Let's see if you can do it. Gotta try it. Christian and Wes and I all failed, but not miserably. I, I usually have to warm up for this kind of stuff. I'm okay, old. don't pop a hammy or anything. No, but you I'm are in pretty good shape right now, yeah. and you work hard. Okay, I, I don't want you to hit that like side over there. Okay, that, lands that, over. You made that look easy. Okay, now all the way down. Touch the knee. Oh, touch, touch the, the knee. knee, and then stand back up Whoa. without using your hand. And now you got to get back oh, up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I definitely need to warm him up next time. Uh, yeah, my, the hamstring I was holding, the foot I was holding, my hamstring's cramping up. Yeah. It's tough. depressing. I did the legs. first part was relatively easy for me. Yeah, you did a good job But I that. do that with the kids every day at Kid Champion. Gotcha. Maybe I, mean, I need to come to Kid Champion. Well, we do that balance stuff. Do you do remedial? Because I, I, I need some remedial the, work. I do it with the seniors we work with, so I'm, I'm a balance guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I can do that if my leg was My whole life is out of balance, Coach. I, uh, this is the least of my problems. It's tough. Yeah, it really is. I went out to Kids Champion. I'm, I'm doing a story on it, and I saw some of the things, the balance things he was doing with the kids. And, Coach, I was serious. I was like, that would be something good for me. You may should have a class for, like, 
No, we 40, already, 50 year old. We so. are opening one next week for seniors. Yeah. To help them with, well, to get them in workouts, the ones that are intimidated to go to Tim Fitness and watch y'all, mm-hmm. because there are those out there. And we had we had one with some already, and they loved it. But we're working on balance for the for the fifty five and up, so you don't fall. Yeah. And you got to keep that core from your knees to your chest has to stay strong because yep. when you fall down and you're older, you mm-hmm. break something. Now you got to keep your hips yeah. right because yeah. if you bust a hip, oh. it just. Makes I love everything that difficult. there's something positive on TikTok. I had to quit TikTok because you know how you get on there and you mm. just look up and it's been an hour. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had to go. Next like, thing you know, I had somebody it. from the Chinese consulate follow me around. <laughs> yeah, one day a week now. Check TikTok. Yeah. I get to TikTok for one day a week, one hour. That's it. You I don't ever go to TikTok. I get TikToks from other sources. Yeah. So people tweet TikToks. That's why they do it. Yeah. Yep. They get you. I you, also don't know how to make videos, and I need to learn how to do that. But we should come over and do like no. a buzz class no. and see how much of this totally stuff agree. we could do, because that would be hilarious. Honestly, to watch it would be, yeah, it would be funny watching you. You'd be surprised... And how you have muscles in places that you don't activate. Hmm. You'd yeah. be like, I mean, the next day, you'll be like, oh God, I didn't know I had that one. I have significant flexibility issues. That would be something I would like to improve. I want to do yoga. I keep saying that. There is no want to. Do or do not. There is no try, as Yoda once said. I need to get on it. I need to start doing something yeah. to increase flexibility because yeah. that is the number one thing. And I'm all like Well, especially you two, you two work. I mean, we all three work out. And we lose flexibility. Mm-hmm. As you get older, you lose it. As mm-hmm. you get all bowed up and you don't stretch and do the things you need to, act- actually kind of dynamic exercise will help with that, too. But we don't do it. And then we just then you're going to pop one of those big muscles. Then you got real problems. That's why I play pickleball. I was hoping that, that would stretch me out. It probably does a little bit. It can't hurt. Uh, no, it definitely doesn't hurt. You talked about falling and learning to fall. It, it brought up the, the story about Tua, Tungavailoa. He, he was taking some classes... And it was a jiu-jitsu or something? And I'm sorry, but, what was that? Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu. I think you're thinking of jiu-jitsu. Sudoku. I think you're 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 Sudoku. combining the math <laughs> issue and the uh, martial art. Martial but I like that. Yeah, that's good. To learn how to fall, coach. He was he was training to be a ninja. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't so much to learn to fight, it was to learn, really. Because I saw some criticism on social media. He falls terribly. And and you do have, I mean, some people are born innately knowing how, it's Mm self-preservation. You know, you fall, you'll let your butt hit, then your back hit, then your head hit. You've coached a lot of guys. He seems to go head hit. You've coached a lot of guys. I have a friend, there was a guy I went to high school with, his name is Jeremy Brown. He's the best athlete I ever played with. Freakish athlete. He was not a big kid. He was like 5, 10, or 11. Ran like the wind, strong as an ox. Not a real big kid. He probably weighed 180 pounds. Could not fall down for crap. He played quarterback. And I'm like, he would get pissed at me because I'd like drag him down and he'd like fall awkward. I'm like, right. you need to learn how to... You, you can't fall down, dude. That's not my fault. <laughs> I'm just happy to tackle you in any way I can. Yeah. What it is is it's a proprioception problem. I'm sorry? It's, proprio- it's spatial awareness of your own body parts and when they're going to contact something. You lose it when you get... Like right now... I walk into doorways. I've never walked into doorways yeah, in my life. I've done that. I've done that. But you lose <laughs> as you get older. As you get older, you don't realize your brain doesn't record where your shoulder is in reference to that. Uh-huh. It used to without you even thinking about it. It's very uh-huh. subconscious still. Some people aren't born with great awareness, proprioception of where their body is in space, time, and all that. And some people are born with great proprioception. So I think that's a relation to falling. If you're a guy that falls down and you're clumsy, you know, we say some people are accident prone. Mm-hmm. It's because of that. They mm-hmm. don't have that. Like if I was to fall, you know, I've fallen a million times back when I was younger. Some people put their arm down and naturally bend it and they know when to put it down. Some people don't realize until it's too late and they fall on their shoulder, snap their collarbone, have a shoulder problem or whatever. And that's the difference. It's people not having good body spatial awareness. I think I figured it out. I have been talking about, like, I'm not good at anything. I think I am super good at falling down. Coach has fallen down a bunch, and he doesn't even drink. So the thing that's amazing to me is I've never, ever gotten hurt falling down, except for one time I fell down a hill and I broke my collarbone. But generally speaking, I'm super good at falling down. There are people that are way better at it Hmm. than others. And when you see an accident-prone any person, let alone an athlete, and yeah. I think Tua does not have that. I mean, it just is. Mm-hmm. So you, but you can practice it and get better, which we do that with the the senior classes, especially. I'm not promoting it, but I'm just saying it's a real thing, and we actually exercise and do that. And I'm going to do it because now I've started realizing I'm getting older. I'm bumping this. That's the first sign when you start doing dumb. I shut my finger in a door, like 
without reaching and this. I like shut the door on my finger. I have my hand up there and shut. You know, you just forget for a second. I think because I'm thinking is. about nine things at once is part of the reason. I it swear is. To God, it is. Your brain's doing too many things at once. It happens. But still, if you've got great awareness, you won't do it anyway. Halfway through a workout, I tell you, I, there have been several times I've been at 10 Fitness, I'm halfway through a workout, and I go back to my gym bag, I get my keys out, I walk up to the window and make sure I lock my car because I can't remember if I did. Yeah. Because uh, I'm thinking it, about nine things on the way into the gym. Mm. I'm willing to bet 999,999 times out of 100, 000, a million that you did. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. And I'll never do know. It, I, do it, I do it almost every night with my car outside. We're, and I know I locked it. We're going to... I'm also... How many times do you check your doors at night to make sure you walk in? Now, that I, that I don't do. I hope somebody comes in. <laughs> I'm the same way, but for different reasons. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, I'd say two different reasons. Coach is like, I hope I get to shoot someone's leg, and I'm thinking maybe someone wants to come over here and uh, give me a foot massage. Snuggle up on Yeah, you there. never know. <laughs> anyway, let me uh, let me get these calls in here. 661-1037. We're going to talk NFL draft with Coach here in a second. Savage, how are you? Doing good. Hey, Coach, talk, talk to me about your offensive philosophy on offensive linemen. Is uh, Sam Pittman, you know, they got rid of their strength coach because they wanted to bulk them up. What's your thought? Do you want more of a slimmer offensive lineman, or do you want just big and bulky? What's your thoughts on the, the strength coach if they're not going to appreciate it? Well, I, I appreciate the question. I'll give you two th- two thoughts on it. One is uh, the type of offense you run. Like, like, like uh, I'm trying to make this local. Harding University, for instance. Mm-hmm. Harding University runs the option, the old school stuff. They love smaller linemen that are agile, fast, quick off the ball, and can get to different places and do a lot of different things in the run game, get from point A to point B. If you're a pass-oriented offense, you want quick feet, but you want big guys with long arms because you teach them to extend their arms in that defensive end or whoever is trying to get to the quarterback. If they just extend their arms, they make them run a wide circle instead of a straight line. Mm-hmm. Circuitous route. Yeah, which adds time to the, the length of time it takes them to get to the quarterback. So, but then you want, I mean, in the SEC, well, in, 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 in Power 5, you better have some strength and power because that first initial punch in the run or the pass is crucial to adding one full second to getting your body where it needs to get to to be able to block that guy for whatever kind of play you're running, whether it's a pass or a run. And But then again, you know, our, the Razorbacks offense, they do a good job of pulling and pinning and pulling, which means, yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, if you've got a right guard, I think everybody on here knows what a right guard. If you've got a right guard and they've got a guy that's slightly shaded to his inside, so on his left, and we run any kind of a pin and pull play, whoever it is, whether he's shaded inside that guy or on the left side of the center, that guy will block down because it's an easy angle block, and the guy right to his left will pull around and lead up in the hole. That's pin and pull scheme. To be able to do that, you need power, but you also need quickness and agility. You have to decide, if we all had all of that, we would all have easy offenses to run. That'd be but, a five-star, and everybody yeah, wants that Yeah, that'd be a guy. five-star, but everybody doesn't have that. Right. So then you start getting down to deciding, which one of those am I willing to sacrifice a little bit more? And in the SEC, they often fall on, if we could just get a big guy, we need him to have power. And then we'll, we'll, we'll orchestrate the scheme and do less pin and pull if he's not able to do that or whatever. The ones that turn out to be bad offenses are the ones that ask kids to do things that they physically can't do. Mm-hmm. You're asking him to be a power guy and a pin and pull guy, yeah. but you better have five five stars if you're doing that. You know, that's what that turns into. So, so you know, he's making a decision on how he wants him to be, and uh, th- there's really not any right or wrong. You just have to orchestrate, orchestrate your, scream to hi, to, your scheme to highlight those strengths and hide those weaknesses. And I'm sure they'll do that. Let me get Stan in here. We'll take a break a little early and come back and do the draft on the other side. How about that? Yeah. Stan, what's up? Stan? 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 Okay. Hmm. Best call he's ever had. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. And uh, Co- Coach Kelly's here, again, courtesy of... Bowen Heffley Orthopedics, appreciate them very much, and we will talk to him about the NFL draft, get his thoughts on the Arkansas guys and where they landed, and uh, whatever else he wants to get into. And we need to ask him about Brandon Allen moving on. Brandon Allen. Of his new team. Yes, he is upgraded from a city standpoint, and he's in uh, another good organization. Yeah, another good organization. My friend Tommy Gillard says... You use a lot of angle blocks when you're running the wing tee. He runs the old school wing tee down Lake Hamilton. <laughs> and, yeah, he, he's a guy that has to have his guys pretty mobile. But he was on here earlier this week, and they're going to throw it more this year. That's, he's what, got he, a that's quarterback. what Tommy always That's says. what he said. He's got a quarterback. Throw, they're going to throw it. Throwing it more for Tommy, and he's a great football coach. Throwing it more for Tommy means throwing it like nine times instead of eight. I'm getting a text here from Cabot. Um, 
What's that, Coach? <laughs> coach Malham, what's that? Oh, you're retired. Okay. Hey, coach, yeah, Coach Reed throws the ball. There you go. Yeah, he, he does. does. Yeah. Talk about yeah, night and day. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, that would be like uh, that'd be like a yeah, some kind of spread offense well, going be like on an army coming to PA next year. Yeah, that'd be that'd tough. be just it'd be an adjustment. It. It'd be an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Yeah. Anyway. May is here in Aguati Chevrolet. It's move them, move them out, May. They, they got to get rid of those 23s. They are moving the 2023s out left and right, making way for the 2024s that are on the way. Right now, 0% financing on some of the vehicles out there. That is a great, well, yeah, it's the best rate, but it's not available everywhere these days, but it is Aguati Chevrolet. And 90 days, no payment. Think about this. If you uh, have a payment due later this month, Trade it in. You don't have to make that payment on the current car. Then they're going to push your payment out 90 days on your new car. You can go four months, a third of the year, without making a payment. Go to GuatneyChevrolet.com, take a look at all the inventory, find the vehicle that you want. Then head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and do some dealing at Guatney Chevrolet. Brought to you by Floyd Seafood, Kill Avenue in Sherwood. Floyd's has live and cooked Louisiana crawfish. Place your order by 4 p.m. Thursday for weekend boils. Floyd'sMeatAndSeafood.com. Sports Center. Arkansas baseball had their three-game winning streak snapped last night by the Lipscomb Bison at Dickie Stevens Park in North Little Rock. Lipscomb outlasted Arkansas in a game that saw two ties and three lead changes in the 11 innings that it lasted. The Razorbacks were able to erase a three-run deficit in the bottom of the eighth inning. Lipscomb struck for two in the top of the 11th to retake the lead and close out the game. Up next for Arkansas, a three-game series with the Mississippi State Bulldogs starting this Friday in Starkville. First pitch for the series opener is at 6 p.m on Friday night. You guys can catch all of the action right here on 103.7 The Buzz. The NBA playoffs have still maintained a bit of an Arkansas flavor as Austin Reeves of Newark, Arkansas last night scored 10 points, grabbed 5 boards and dished out 3 assists and the Lakers game 1 victory. I'm Josh Neighbors for The Buzz Radio Network. Kevin Kelly for Bowen Heffley Orthopedics. Athletes know minor aches are part of the game, but when they turn into something more serious, Arkansas athletes and coaches like me ask for Bowen Heffley Orthopedics. One of the most well-known clinics in the state, generations of Arkansas athletes trust our surgeons to get them back to an active lifestyle. From surgery of the knees, hips, shoulders, hands, elbows, ankles, or feet, our 21 providers focus on the least invasive and up-to-date treatments. With six convenient locations, in-office PT and MRI, we can handle all your orthopedic needs. If an injury is keeping you on the sidelines, call for an appointment or visit us at Bowen Heffley Orthopedics. Hi, I'm just a opinion of the Arkansas basketball team. Bell and Sword in Conway has everything for gentlemen at a great price. Everything that a man would need. Shoes, a huge denim selection from AG, Page, 34 Heritage, accessories, and gifts. Pullovers, shirts, and sweaters. Bell and Sword, quality men's clothing in the store. The only store with a tailor on staff for your custom needs. Bell and Sword. 1016 Oak Street in Conway on Facebook and Instagram. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. It's Whiskey Wednesdays at Brewski's and Poker Night. Two games nightly, first game at 7 p.m., cash prizes and whiskey specials all day. Whiskey Wednesday and Poker Night, Wednesday at Brewski's. When was the last time you took some time to check your child's cell phone? It takes only a few seconds and a handful of clicks for your child to fall prey to sexual exploitation, harassment, cyberbullying, and worse. The Arkansas Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force wants to help you protect your children in the digital age. Go to A-R-I-C-A-C.org. That's A-R-I-C-A-C.org. So, when was the last time you took some time to check your child's cell phone? Make the time today. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you're looking for sports and entertainment, then look no further. You're in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. It's 1129. Whoa, take it easy there, cowboy. Um, I want to uh, reach out to Kyle Sanders. Kyle, if you're listening, will you call? I saw a story this week in one of our prep services talking about no mow May. Like not mowing your lawn in May for some some kind of benefit. I don't know. I have to find the story. But mm. 
I thought you were supposed to like scalp it first thing, and then yeah. Coach Kelly got any insight on this? I'm in. If that's no moment, <laughs> you're like I don't want to mow in May if I don't have to. I, I don't want to mow until the pollen goes down. I don't luckily I don't have a, I don't have any grass, so you're good. At least not on my lawn. I wonder if that would uh, would that mean it would create deep roots by not mowing, or is that why you scalp it? I don't know. I think you scalp it so that the, it would make the. I don't know. Clearly, I need to get him to call yeah. in. The good news is, if you just leave your lawn advice to the pros, you will get good advice. And Sanders Ground Essentials are the pros that we all count on here at the Buzz. I don't know what I do with that story. Anyway, uh, you can give them a holler. They are available to you, not twenty four seven, but you know, within reason. Uh, over at Sanders Ground Essentials, they've been doing it for over twenty years. Ken Kyle, a couple great guys, and we appreciate them. Five zero one three one five ninety three ninety five. You do need to get your weed and fertilization program starter, regardless of whether you're mowing it or not. And regardless of how much rain is coming in or anything else. So get them going on it today. They'll do a soil analysis, make sure your lawn is fed exactly what it needs. You can holler at them at that number or go to sandersground.com for more information. And uh, they're local. That's what I love about them. They're going to take care of local people. And they're going to hire local people. And that money's going to stay local. I'm about that. Sandersground.com, 501-315-9395. Sanders Ground Essentials. Kevin Kelly here. Thanks to Bone Hefley Orthopedics. We'll talk about some docs here in a second. Uh, let's talk about the draft, Coach, and uh, winners and losers. And the Eagles didn't look like they needed a whole lot of help, but I think pretty widely regarded as one of the better performances in the draft. What did you think about the winners and the losers, people who really did a great job? Man, I, the, the Eagles were the ones. And, and you look at the draft recaps, but they go all seven rounds. And if they don't do something they like at the end, they give them an A- minus or something. The Eagles, I think, got the best two picks in the top two rounds that you could get for your position. I, I and, and I get some people passing up on Jalen Carter. That guy is a freaking mm-hmm. animal. I mean, he is a man yep. among boys in the SEC. And that was a great one. And then for them to turn right around and be able to get the linebacker too, you know, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I think they just got way better. They already had the best record in the NFL. And their de- they got plenty of offense. Their defense was plenty good. They lost n- some guys they wanted to lose, a safety, another guy, linebacker, they didn't care to. And they replaced them with bigger, better players that I think will contribute as rookies. Unbelievable draft. And then you pick Keely Ringo in the fourth, and he was also on the Georgia defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not a bad idea, right? Uh, if you look and you go, maybe in a two-year period, that's the best defense in college football yeah. history. Hey, let's load up on those dudes. Yeah, that's not, not a bad move. Idea. Not a bad move. What? Uh, who else did you think did well? You know, there were there were honestly there were a lot of really good. I, I thought a lot of good decisions and stuff like that. You mean I, Will Levis not going to the second round? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about that the yeah. week before. I I did feel bad for the guy. Did you not? He's sitting there in the green room. I'm torn because I felt bad for him. Then his girlfriend's such a smoke, I didn't feel that bad for him. And he's still going to make a lot of money. Okay. Yeah, if you look at that. Yeah, and he's going to make a lot of money. But, you know, you're sitting on that stage. And and there there seems to be at least every other year that guy. But he got so much smoke blown during this process that he might... You know, they were talking even the number one overall pick a couple days before. The odds in Vegas went down on him being the number one. And I'm like... There is no way, and you remember me and Michael Felder both talked about that. There's no way this guy, I wouldn't have drafted him, let alone the first round. And then to sit there and watch him, I was, but I was happy with the teams. I'm like, okay, thank goodness we can still trust some NFL management to make good decisions, not listen to the hype, listen to the crowd saying, hey, we got to get this quarterback. He's one of the top five guys. So I feel bad for him, but. Did you like the top two picks? Yeah, I, I thought Bryce Young was the best quarterback. You know, I said that last Wednesday. And Stroud was second? And I thought, out of the ones, probably Stroud was second. Okay. Yeah. And I wouldn't have thought that, but that game that he had against Georgia, I hate to base it on one game, but I saw the upside potential. But look, I did go back and look at the last seven first-round draft picks at quarterback from Ohio State. That state, Ohio State, don't count Burrow. Yeah. Right. They haven't done well. They don't have a good track record. Now, you could blame it on who they've ended up with, their offensive coordinator, their quarterback coach mm-hmm. didn't do a good job. You could blame it on the fact they've got five seconds to throw at Ohio State. You want to hear a weird coincidence? Today is Dwayne Haskins' birthday. Mm. 
Sad. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what kind of coincidence that is. But it's not a coincidence. It's just we're talking about Ohio State quarterbacks who didn't no. pan out and yeah, the poor guy's yeah, dead. That, that is a coincidence. And today's his birthday. Yeah. I, I mean, if, and, and, and not to downgrade the guy, I'm mean, not downgrading him personally, I don't know, but is an NFL quarterback, the hype that came with him and the productivity on the field and what he showed, it, it was not good, but it's been the same way Justin Fields. People, oh, God, he's a good quarterback. No, he's not. He's a great runner. He's a great slot receiver. He's a terrible quarterback. By all NFL metrics, <laughs> by all... Next gen stats metrics. He's last. He but, was last. But can he get better? He's not going to get better. Okay. I, he's just not. All right. That's very definitive. Yeah. No. Troy Smith. Cordell. Um, who are the three quarterbacks on that team? That Cordell Jones. Yes. Cardell Cordell Jones. Cardell Jones. Cardell. That's right. Cardell Jones. I'm, I'm going to. I'm and then Braxton Miller, who became Brax. a wide receiver in the NFL. Now, who was the other guy? He had initials. There was a guy that was like T A X Y A J. Wasn't there a quarterback that had initials for his first, like a JT something or other? And we're going back a long way, but remember Mike Terrell Pryor? Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Got a nice tat, though. Troy Smith. Didn't he win the Heisman? Yes, it had a Darren McFadden coach. Mm-hmm. And, and, Disgusting. And how did he end up? Not good. You know, but that's not even the most recent ones. Okay. Let's just pile on Ohio State. Let's just take a big dump on Ohio well, State. Well, no. Three can. quarterbacks on that team. Cardell Jones, Braxton JT, Miller. JT Barrett. Thank you, JT Ed. JT. Yeah. Ed knows. Yeah, it. Okay. But it, but if you but, but 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 what you see is you see one doesn't do well I get it two I get it three I get it seven there's something I mean there's something yeah. to it the last seven yeah there's something to that and when you start looking at it like that you're like either their system doesn't mesh or they're it's just too much of a coincidence they're getting with a bad coordinator bad quarterback coach that that happens the same thing happens over and over I'd be I'd steer clear especially if there's a flip of the coin like Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. But doesn't someone always have to be the first? Like, Clemson never really had a good quarterback before Deshaun Watson. Texas Tech never really had a good quarterback before. A hundred percent right, Patrick but you, you sound, I mean, that, that's very Buck Showalter-y. That's a personal joke, that I was on a stage with Buck Showalter, and he goes, they were trying to they were trying to have us argue about analytics or gut, which is better, mm-hmm. and Buck gets on the stage, we're at MIT, and he goes, I manage with gut instinct. And he tells me about this time when I forgot who was on the bench. He was with the Yankees, and he goes, "We're in the last inning. We've got to make that. We've got to get, we've got to win this game to go to the playoffs, right? It's game one sixty one, and we got a guy on second with two outs. This guy is zero for thirty one against lefties, and I've got him on the bench just to pull him off, and I pull him in for this situation. And there's a lefty, and he goes, "I just had a gut feeling, and he got the hit, and we won the game." And I said. Yeah, but you lost the other 30 times you did it. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, yeah, there's got to be a first one, but it ain't going to be on my number one pick well, how that, much, I'm, that I'm one for seven. Yeah. How many of those guys have been drafted very high, though, to bad teams? And how many guys have been in good situations? And I'm not defending it. Troy Smith went to the Ravens, which is not a bad organization. Well, yeah, but you can look at a lot of guys. Who are, Troy Eggman was drafted to the worst team. I mean, I'm just the first one yeah. popped in my head. A lot of guys are drafted to very bad, bad teams, teams. But they made them both better. A lot of these but guys they made drafted, them better. But a lot of times look at Burrow. Drafted. The Cincinnati was terrible. You put him in, yeah, and, and all of a sudden they're really good. Their offensive line's still bad. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, great point. So the, if a quarterback's good enough, and, and I do say it's not all on the quarterback. If he doesn't have a quarterback mm-hmm. coach that meshes with him and a coordinator that meshes with his strengths and hides his weaknesses, it still can go bad. Did you see how I paused there? Because I was like, how was Cincinnati before Burrow got there? I'm like, I don't have any idea. I never watched Cincinnati play. They were bad. <laughs> they must yeah. have been. No one, no one did. That's why they got Burrow. They were bad enough to get the number one overall pick. No yeah. doubt about it. Coach, um, speaking of Cincinnati, yeah. uh, Brandon Allen, who was with Burrow, has just signed with the San Francisco 49ers. And I think it was Tom Pellicero t- tweeted out. He said he was great uh, in the locker room as a mentor for Burrow. And now he goes to San Francisco to work with those young quarterbacks. Do you like that move for Brandon? Yeah, I, well, I do because Brandon's cementing his career in the NFL. I mean, if you get the reputation of a guy that can go somewhere and mentor guys, mm-hmm. I'm sure he wants to start. And he's actually done pretty well when he's yeah. gotten to play. But if I mean, but in the big picture, he wants to have a career in the NFL and keep earning his money, and he's cementing a role in the NFL now where he's getting that reputation, uh, very much like Chase Daniels. If, if you get that role, you look up and you haven't started but one game in your career, but you've played ten years and made forty million dollars. That's not a bad career, and that's where he's at right now. He can come in and clean up if he has to. He's not going to be a horrible guy that loses the game for you. At the same time, he's a good locker room guy, and he can really help you with young quarterbacks. And what I like about a Brandon Allen is there's no doubt to make the team, he had to work, show up first to meetings, because he wasn't 
highly regarded as an NFL quarterback. So he's teaching young guys that. And to me, that's what the guys at a place like San Francisco, they've got two really young quarterbacks. He needs to, they need somebody like him to say, hey, look, I don't care how good you are. You show up first. Here's what you do. You throw extra. Here's the way you carry yourself off the field. Have you ever heard of Brandon Allen in trouble off the field? Mm-mm. No. That's another character that, 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 people like to have around your young guys yeah i've never heard lebron in trouble off the court either but people hate on him um let me ask you about the cowboys since everybody wants to know and i'll ask it for west because i know he's thinking it what do you think of the what they did in the draft you know i, I like so I, I didn't like their first pick i'm just gonna be real honest with you i didn't like the fact that they got the michigan guy he's he didn't have he wasn't explosive highlights i mean if you're a first round guy first pick you need to have some explosive highlights and I didn't think he had any of those. And then as you go down and you looked and you're like, okay, uh, who else did they get? What did they need? And uh, I want to make sure I don't miss that second pick and get, tight them, end get them reversed. From Michigan. Yeah. You no, know, I like that. I thought there was a, I, I liked another tight end better. Um, but then the linebacker from Texas, I think that's a, yeah. that's a player. I think the San Jose guy they got it as an edge rusher, mm-hmm. a little bit of a project mm-hmm. reach type thing. Um then I don't think they can go wrong picking offensive linemen. They finally picked one of those, the North Carolina kid. What's his name? He had like 33 uh, starts in his Asim, career. Asim Richards, a lot of starts. Yeah. And I don't think you can ever go wrong picking no. an offensive lineman. And especially for a team like North Carolina, because they threw it a lot like the NFL does, mm-hmm. and they ran the ball quite a bit. So they, they, had, a good, they had a good mix. Um, I their loved, quarterback get beat to death? Drake May? Yeah. I thought he got sacked a lot. Maybe he's was, pretty good, though. Maybe it wasn't his fault. He's pretty good. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think it was this guy's fault. Okay. But my favorite we'll pick that. was the running back. They needed a running back. Yeah. They waited, and, and they got Deuce Vaughn, which is one of their coaches on staff's Chris side. Vaughn. Chris Vaughn, yeah. who has been spent some time with Arkansas, right? Yep. yep. And uh, I thought, did you see the call that was oh, made? That was awesome. That was cool, but I thought that was a good pick. I, don't, mm-hmm. I was proud because in the old days, I would have said Jerry makes the Deuce Vaughn pick like third mm-hmm. you know so so because yeah. it's a good story yeah. you know we know how he likes those stories yeah. but they waited, waited. And, I, and i think deuce Vaughn's a good player they needed a running back right because oh, yeah. the, because that because the who they got rid of ezekiel elliott and i think they did a good job from top to bottom but they don't have a big back well do you know they're talking there's talk of zeke coming zeke. back there he is very yeah. if he passes new salary. Contract. yeah mm-hmm. well i think the way i understood it you know he was in like a 13 million hit cap hit this year mm-hmm. I think the way they structured this and goes through, I think he's got to come back for six million. So you cut his salary in less than half, and if you get him back, what a great move! Yeah. So genius move. Nobody picked him up, and the Cowboys were none the worse because they were. We got thirteen million free, or we might get him back for half price. That's that was a great move by the by the Cowboy organization by the by the Joneses. Okay. I like to hear that. They got, a bad, they like got a bad grade from all the NFL. Well, the defensive people. tackle from Michigan, he yeah. had a second round grade. And they felt like the Cowboys could have waited and po- could have po- possibly gotten him in the second round. But the way they looked at it, they thought their biggest need was a defensive tackle. They didn't have a run stopper. This is what this guy is. He is a run stopper. And Jerry said in the past, no, we wouldn't have gone for a guy like this because we want numbers. This team, what this defense needs is someone to plug the middle. That was the weakness of that defense, and I, I, they said now they and they re-signed the guy from the Raiders that they felt like did a good job. They feel like they have two run-stopping defensive tackles. I'm with them. I think that was a definite need. I like that they went for it. I just thought there were two other guys or three other guys that they could have picked instead mm-hmm. that I would have chosen instead of that guy. Was there someone in particular? Well, not off the top of my head, but I remember I had them written down. I got gotcha. you. I was like, hey, I'd pick one of. The, I hope they pick one of these two. And they get nerd alert. So we're here doing draft boards. Uh, I got a note here from Jason. Game ball. Westmore last night showing a live look into the Razorbacks during the whole time in the sportscast. Jockstrap. Fox 16 taking Wes off the air on a 3-2 pitch. Yes, and they hit a, well, as soon as they took me off the air, base hit. That was the uh, the two runs. Hmm. So did you want to see that? Probably so. Did, well, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Still tells a story. Yeah, I was, uh, the producer was in my ear. Rap, rap, we got to go to break, rap. And I'm like, oh, it's a 3-2 pitch. Okay, go to commercial. Does your producer even know what a 3-2 pitch is? I think so. I did a pretty good job. I had like three and a half minutes, and I was just talking. No, Mike, I've worked with producers who have no idea what a 3-2 count even means. Yeah. I think she did. I'll okay. give her the benefit of the doubt. I didn't even know it was she a woman. She seems like a uh, sports fan. I wasn't making that. It was not a misogynistic comment. I didn't know if it was a woman or man. 
In my defense, the defensive tackle I wanted to take with taking three picks later, the Brian Brees guy from Clemson. I love him. He went to the Saints. Uh, well, yeah, he went to the Saints. I would have picked him over the Michigan kid. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep an eye on those two. They love him. It'll always be the He's draft. got a great story. That's a guy who uh, whose sister passed away, and they were all wearing mm-hmm. shirts in support. And there was a lot of talk about his lady too. She and, and the, the kid Keanu Benton from Wisconsin that went to Pittsburgh. I think early second round from uh, Wisconsin uh, went to Pittsburgh, but grew up in Hawaii. I don't know. His name's Keanu. Just I know his name assumed. is Keanu. Anyway. Uh, quick timeout. Dick Girardi will join us on the other side. Cool? thought you had something. Come check us out this Thursday at Take 5 Oil Change on 10907 Rodney Parham Road in Little Rock. We'll be broadcasting live there from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. And we'll have some cool Take 5 Oil Change swag items to choose from, too. Come check us out. And while you're there, take advantage of their $20 off any oil change special that is available this Thursday through Sunday only. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. Congratulations, you're having a little girl. At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance, so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Shelter Agent Todd Matthews in Benton, Matt Steele in Bryant, or Gary Elmore in Lowenoak today. Courtney Ballantyne here for the butcher shop. Hold up there. Everyone knows I've always been the paid spokesperson for the butcher shop, where you'll find me on most evenings enjoying one of their delicious charcoal grilled steaks. But Hope, I'm here to talk about their lunch specials every Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2. Wait, what? The butcher shop is now open for lunch, too? Yeah, and they have a rotating meat selection every day, as well as everyone's favorite, Steak Burger Fridays on the last Friday of the month. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the butcher shop steakhouse for lunch and dinner. Hey guys, it's Dee Dee from Ava Bella Day Spa. Guess what's right around the corner? Yep, Mother's Day. And we have the special packages for you. Starting with our $100 Wonder Woman Plus, all the way up to the Mom and Me, where two of you get to come into the spa. All you gotta do is go to avabelladayspa.com, click on Instant Gift Certificate, print it off, or send it right to the recipient. Or, come on in our shop, 301 North Shackleford Road, Suite C3. avabelladayspa.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-737-9455 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-737-9455. 800-737-9455. in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, let's see what Justin Acree and Wes Moore have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. It's a human Welcome back in the zone. Kevin Kelly here, courtesy of Bone Hefley Orthopedics. Westmore, Justin Acre, the Wizard, Christian Weaver, and we are joined on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline by Dick Girardi, who comes on to chat Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, whatever else horse racing is related. Uh, those topics are always entertaining with Dick, and we appreciate him coming back on. He's with us courtesy of betonline.ag. Dick, welcome back. Good to have you on Derby Week. How are you? I am great, guys. How about you? Good. Well, we're here and we're good. And uh, I gotta say, go. got a little bragging, got a little bragging on Arkansas, Dick, of the twenty 
starters, as long as nobody scratches, in the Kentucky Derby 9 made their way through Oakland at one point or another. So uh, we're pretty proud of that. Of course, the Arkansas Derby winner will be one of the favorites going into the race on Saturday, Angel of Empire. Um, what do you think of the, the Arkansas Connected Horses and, and Angel of Empire? Certainly, uh, Forte is going to get the lion's share of the money, I assume. Uh, pretty flawless year so far. But uh, what were your thoughts the way the, the Derby came up? Yeah, look, I think Forte should be the favorite. I mean, he's easily the most accomplished horse in the race. In fact, it's the most accomplished horse Todd Fletcher's ever brought to the Derby, and he's brought 62 horses. I mean, the two-year-old champ, four grade one wins. The rest of the field has three combined, uh, including Angel of Empire, who could not have been any more impressive winning the Arkansas Derby. And, of course, as you guys know, the last Pennsylvania bred to win the Arkansas Derby just happened to be the great Smarty Jones. So we'll see if we can't do it again with another PA break going from Arkansas to Kentucky and winning a boat. Is Forte as good as advertised? I don't think so. I think he's just not gotten really any better since his two-year-old. Look, it's hard to knock him because he's just solid, but he just hasn't gotten any faster by the numbers in the last six months as if he's kind of plateaued. Now, that's been good enough to keep winning, um, but will it be good enough to win Saturday? when there's other three-year-olds that have gone maybe a little forward a little quicker than he has. I'm certainly not going to tell you he can't win, but for the price you're going to get, and again, I like to see these three-year-olds take giant steps forward from two. I just don't think he's taking it. I had a little birdie tell me to keep an eye on confidence game, that he's been working out really, really well. Of course, the one, the Rebel here in Arkansas, then did not race and hasn't raced for a while, but uh, I guess the uh, owners uh, really liked what he's doing right now. What, have you heard anything, seen anything? Yeah, it's interesting you say that, because I'm literally just going over all the workouts as we speak, and of the, of the 20 horses, and, and every one of them don't have um, video on it, of all the horses I've watched, the two best workouts I saw were in California a week or so ago from Skinner, who's going to be a huge price, and Confidence Games work at Churchill uh, on April 20, 28th. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, uh, the big question about him is, is he going to be ready, as in run, as you said, since the Rebel on 25th of February? But the workout suggested he's going to be, and he's going to be a big price. The other question about him is, was his great effort in the Rebel due to the sloppy track? Because he really not showed that kind of form before. Or has he just gotten good? The workout would suggest maybe he's just gotten good. Maybe so. Hmm. Talking to Dick Girardi in the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline uh, about some of the horses running here in the Kentucky Deer. We'll touch on the Oaks here in a second as well. Um, who else do you like it here? And also, i got to ask you about a price horse, too. So early two and one. But let's start with who you do like to get there at the end. Yeah, I like two fills, uh, the three. One, the Jeff Ruby Stakes. It was just one of those um, performances when you watch it, you just go, oh. Hmm. <laughs> and he, he was pretty solid, the Risen Star, finishing behind Angel of Empire third, pretty good in the LeCompte. It just looks like he's getting each race a little better, and then the last race was the big jump. Now the question there is, was that due, due to the Tapita, or has he just gotten better? And he's got good dirt for him. I, in fact, his two-year-old form is pretty solid. And I, he's listed at 12. I think he's going to be higher than that because of the connections. Larry Rivelli and Jared Ludbury, they're not guys who have been in this at this stage before. So I suspect there was going to be a fairly big price. And, and my long shot play in here, and I would really like the horse even more if Baffert was still the trainer of record. But I like reincarnate. I think that he's been ridden kind of incorrectly. He ran uh, third in the Arkansas Derby last time. I think he really wants to be in front. I think that's his best style. And without a lot of speed in this Derby, I think there's a chance he could be in front. In fact, I'm going to. Not only do I like him a little bit, he could he could be 35 or 40 to one. One of the one of the prop bets I like on on Bet Online is the wire to wire bet. Uh, I think there's a reasonable chance that uh, horse is going to go wire to wire, and yes, on that is plus three twenty, so you get a little better than three to one on that on that profit. I like that. That's fun. I think reincarnate hits horse, the board. Right, that's any horse going wire to wire, not just the one I do. Yeah. Okay. What about Rocket Can? Uh, that's uh, Frank Fletcher's horse here in Central Arkansas. You uh, like what he's done since the Holy Bull, or or has he improved enough since the Holy Bull? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that he has improved. I thought his fat abuse was good, not great. I thought he was okay in the Arkansas Derby. Look, I know Frank. He's a good dude. And, I, and he's put a lot into the game, and it'd be nice to see one of these rockets in the winter circle at the Derby one year. And I don't doubt that he's going to get there one year because he's certainly going to have the right kind of horses. I'm just not sure this is the one, but and not out of the question. And obviously, Bill Mott has said incredible, an incredible Breeders' Cup last year, and has had a, obviously an amazing Hall of Fame career. Uh, but yeah, certainly a contender. Wouldn't be at the top of my list, but yeah, it'd be great to see Frank win it. Uh, we had a tip from one of our listeners, but they sent us all kinds of stuff, and a lot of them are psychopaths, <laughs> so I don't know how much stock to put in it, Dick. But let me ask you about yep. the Japanese horse in here. Ten to one on the morning sure. line. They're obviously giving him a shot. What uh, What did you think about Dermo, Derma Sotogaki? It's a very cool name, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I think he's a contender. I think a lot of people will say to you, well, look, all these horses that come over from the UAE Derby, they never run any good coming from Dubai. And that's right. They never have. Uh, but I look at this horse more as a Japanese-trained horse who happened to run in Dubai rather than a horse who was the Dubai horse. Mm. And he actually ran faster than the Dubai World Cup, which was later that day, adjusting for the distances. And the Dubai World Cup is a $12 million race with some of the best horses in the world. This is only a three-year-old. So I do think he's an absolutely contender. The rider rode a Japanese horse last year, Christian Lemaire, and rode him terribly in the Derby. So hopefully he learned his lesson to ride a little more sanely this time. Uh, but I do think he's a contender. Uh, Ten to one is uh, a little, you feel like it's a little light, given that you know, the Japanese obviously have not won the Derby, but they won two Breeders' Cup races at Del Mar in 2021, and they also are winning races internationally all over the world. So the Japanese breeding and racing industry has come a long way. Uh, and they're going to win the Derby, and it could be this year. Dick, we've only got about a minute left here. You mentioned wet yep. track and, and factoring that in, and wet paint, that was the knock on her, is can she win over a good service? And she had won her first two right. starts at Oakland over a sloppy yep. track, and then she comes back and makes it look great in the fantasy and wins that as well, and she'll, she'll be the morning line favorite, uh, or is the morning line favorite. I expect she'll go off as the favorite. Uh, got a great draw right in the middle of the pack. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, no, it should be the favorite. Certainly the most accomplished horse. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters what kind of tracks you get. She's just going to need a little bit of a pace and, and a little bit of luck at a 14-horse field. But, yeah, I got I got no problem with her. I think she's the most logical winner of the Oaks. If it's a sloppy track, does it change for you? Who's your winner if it's sloppy with rain coming in? Um, it, it, I don't think we're going to get slop in the Derby. There's a chance we can get some rain Friday. Um, it, it generally doesn't matter that much to me. I think people have a tendency to overthink that. I would like whoever I like, whether it's uh, sloppy or fast. Dick, I appreciate it very much. Appreciate uh, Dick coming on. We'll talk to him again, if he'll make himself available. Hopefully he will, before uh, the Preakness, and we'll look forward to that as well. Uh, But again, appreciate you coming on. BetOnline.ag is uh, the way we got him, and uh, we will talk to you again here in a few weeks. That's good. Look forward to it, guys. Thank you. Always great stuff. Thank you, Dick. Dick, uh, award-winning horse racing rider and if you haven't heard his segments before you just did and he's really good and if you have you know he knows his stuff and he also said frank fletcher's a good dude so obviously he's a pretty yeah. smart guy more with coach kelly coming up we got a charity event we're going to promote uh that's coming up tomorrow night and if you like mud bugs it's a great night to eat them under cloudy warm skies fantastic over at dickie stevens park we'll give you details on that and how you can get tickets coming up in a bit stay tuned the zone continues after this on the Buzz Radio Network. Old Crow Medicine Show, live in concert. Paint this town tour. Friday, May 26th at Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Event Center. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com.